0: This is Cody and Jess on the It's Her Time podcast. All right, quick guess. Which number do you girls think is higher? The number of people who sprain an ankle each year, the number of people who have a stroke, or the number of women who experience postpartum depression? I think you guys might be surprised, um, but maybe not. Postpartum depression, that is the answer to that. So there, in fact, are 10 to 15% of all women suffer from postpartum mood disorders or PPMDs, including postpartum depression or postpartum anxiety or OCD and postpartum psychosis. But what bothers me about this statistic is that it really holds no meaning for most people because we don't talk about this a lot. And because of that, I don't think that these illnesses get the attention that they need. All right, So that's what today's episode is going to be. We're going to do a deep dive on postpartum depression. I want to share about what it is, how we can help prevent it, what we can do to treat it, and how we can better support ourselves and others who are experiencing it. But before we do that, let's go into Mixers Girls. Say
1: yes. And this is Such a great conversation around this exact episode because we're going to talk about random acts of kindness and going along with postpartum depression, I just feel like it can be one of those phases in your life where you can feel really lonely or not seen or I don't know. It can just be such an interesting time. I've struggled personally with postpartum depression as I look back Mm -hmm. on it. I actually didn't really know. Yeah. While you're going through it at the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I didn't really know what I was struggling with. I just knew that I felt kind of sad and down and I wish I would have allowed myself to recognize that I was struggling with postpartum depression. Um, But the reason why I wanted to bring that up is... Let's be aware of the women around us that are going through, you know, some po- a postpartum recovery and like that whole first like honestly 2 years yeah. after someone's had a baby. Um it's a huge adjustment and a little act of kindness and being aware of those around us can go a long way and I mean for anyone but I right. think with this episode Especially we can for sure focus on life. Life. yeah yeah. So um, this is really sweet. My hubby took the kids and left me an entire day to myself. I honestly just slept. I didn't realize how tired I was. And I think that's darling mm-hmm. because he didn't, re- I mean, of course, taking the kids, that's a huge thing. I'm sure he ha- he's busy, had to think of how to get the kids out of the house. I don't know. But all she needed was sleep and it meant the world to her. Yeah. And that's just so, so cute. Um, someone paid for my coffee at Starbucks ahead of me in the drive through Little did they know I was literally having the best day or the worst day. Sorry. She said, little did they know I was literally having the worst day.
0: It's, and that makes you feel loved, yes. right? And it just brightens your day and mm-hmm. makes you feel like,
1: oh, there's good people out there that care. Well, and I think it goes to show like when you are feeling the urge to do something mm-hmm. kind, There is, I'm so sorry, I believe in it. There is like a power in the world that you can feel like, okay, I have no idea why I'm feeling this pull to pay for this person's coffee behind me. Mm -hmm. I don't even know them. I don't know that that car. I don't know what, Mm -hmm. I don't know. But for some reason, I'm feeling this pull to do something kind Mm -hmm. and It makes someone's entire day. Yeah. And that's what makes the difference is that you act Act on on that. And
0: that's huge. Yep. So, and it doesn't take a whole lot of effort, you know, to just do something like that. But if you do get that little pull, um, that, you know, something from the universe that's telling you to do something Mm -hmm. nice, act on it because you never know why but you know that you're the one that's needed to do that.
1: Yep. It's actually interesting cuz two moms wrote pretty, you know, back to back about how much it means when someone takes their cart back and returns their cart oh, for yeah. them when they have their kids. Oh yeah. And just like a mom wrote, you know, when strangers take my cart back as I'm loading my kids into the van or, you know, another person writes, I I whenever I'm trying to load my car with a toddler, it means the world when someone offers to take the cart back. I think in this day and age too, I definitely don't like to live in, like, in fear Mm -hmm. at all. But there's moms have to be hyper aware, and now this day and age, like, it is something that I even think of. And my, I don't have toddlers, I don't have babies, but oftentimes I'm choosing: am I going to leave my kids Mm -hmm. alone in the car right here while I run ten parking spots down to return my cart? Or am I going to leave the cart right here so that I can see my kids? And as crazy as that sounds, it's like someone just being like, hey, I'll take that decision mm-hmm. away for you. I'll yeah. just return your cart for you. It gives moms a sense of relief. It's like, it's it's kind to just not have to go and put it away, but there's like a safety thing to it as well. Absolutely. That's so that's, helpful. That's a huge part of it. And I think that this is fun that we're talking about
0: it because I think so many times we just don't see all of the little things that just simple things that we can actually do. And so now maybe we're going to be aware. I bet some of you that are listening today that are walking through a little shopping um, parking lot are going to be like, oh, I'm going to grab somebody's Mm -hmm. parking, you know, Mm -hmm. or they're not their park, their cart just to go put it away for them and, and just watch the smile that puts that puts on somebody's face. I just think it's going to be fun. So
1: I agree. Mixers is a company made for women by women. Each of our products have been carefully and lovingly crafted to support you in all stages of your life, providing you with the optimal health you deserve. Each ingredient we handpick is 100% all natural, backed by science, and chosen specifically to better your life physically, mentally, and hormonally. Each product empowers your body to take charge of its monthly hormonal shift and flows, empowering you to live life to the fullest. Let Mixers take care of your needs from sunup to sundown, and you take care of the rest. Check us out at mixers.com, M-I-X-H-E-R-S. Well, thanks for going through our Mixers Girls Say, and now I'm excited to go into the episode.
0: All right, let's get into this episode. I think it's a very important episode because, again, this is one of those conversations that we really need to be having more often because... Um, As I'll talk about, so many of you have reached out to me and I think more people are dealing with this this than I realized, or I think as you know, that we realize as a whole community. So we're going to talk about how to avoid the postpartum baby blues. So for those of us, let's, First start here. For those of us who are hormonally sensitive, postpartum depression can be a real concern once we're pregnant, right? We get pregnant, we're like, oh man, I'm already dealing with depression. I am I'm prone to this. This is a real concern. So if you've ever experienced depression before as part of hormonal imbalance issues like PCOS, like we've been talking about, or even just PMS, like all of us have experienced at one time or another, then it can be worrying to know that we may might be more susceptible to depression. Depression as part of our hormonal shifts after birth. So, in this episode, what I want to do is I want to define what postpartum depression is. I want to talk about what causes it. I also want to talk about how we can prevent it. And also, let's talk about where we can look for support because I feel like that's a huge and important key to all of this. All right. So, whether you are currently pregnant or not, this episode is one that we can all learn from so that we can be prepared to help ourselves, but also to help the women around us. Postpartum depression isn't talked about enough. And because of this, I feel like so many women experiencing it feel shame and they feel alone. I mean, these are the things that you were expressing to me. Um, and things that I've, you know, as other people have explained their their experiences with this, they've all kind of mentioned those two things, shame and feeling very alone. So that's where we as a community can really come through to make a huge difference. So let's first define it. Okay. So the first thing we're going to define is clinical postpartum depression. And it's defined as a new mother having feelings of harm for herself or her child. And this, um, and in this case, For many sufferers, this will require medical intervention. But for many other women who don't fit that definition, they experience the mood-altering effects of rapid, ongoing, and then long-term hormonal fluctuations, which results in not feeling like yourself or having mood swings and low energy, and um, in effect, it's mild depression or mild postpartum depression. So this is a less obvious, a mild and functional form of depression, which is not classic or clinical postpartum depression. And it can linger long after the official postpartum phase has ended, affecting a woman for years. The combination of hormone changes and changes in sleep and not eating properly for your new mom life can leave you very vulnerable and causes to become something um, more permanent if self-care is compromised. Now, you guys know I preach self-care like crazy. I will keep preaching it because self-care is key. I get, though, how challenging it is to fit self-care into your intense schedule, especially if you are a new mom. It really can almost feel impossible, but it's so important. So I want us all to go against our little womanly instinct or whatever we want to call it that makes us really good about putting ourselves down at the bottom of the list. Um, and instead just know that it's it needs to be a number one priority, not only just For postpartum depression, but just to be able to show up in life every day and feel your best and be able to be the best mom and be the best woman, you know, whatever your roles are. Self care is not selfish. We need to remember that. All right, so after the postpartum phase is considered over, however, you would then just be categorized as having depression or anxiety if you're continuing to feel a lot of these symptoms that I just talked about, Um, and perhaps you would even be recommended medication. But as you know, I think it's so valuable to see the root cause of the situation that you may be finding yourself in so that you can address it properly, especially with food and lifestyle changes, which are very important parts of the puzzle and which are often ignored and not addressed. So let's talk about that a little bit. Now, while there is a drop in hormone levels postpartum, combined with hormonally disruptive sleep schedules that come with having a new baby, um, there are steps that we can take to support your health and to safeguard you against depression during this time. So with new understandings about mental health, um, especially I love um, like... One of the pioneers, I'll say, she's my colleague, Dr. Kelly Brogan. I love her book. She wrote a book called A Mind of Your Own, which... Um, you can learn so much from this book because it talks so much about how knowing that feeding our brain can keep it performing optimally and then also protects our mood balance, which is huge. So food has a direct impact on our mood. I always call these the good mood foods. And especially during these times of huge fluctuations, it's really important and can play a huge role in how we actually um, feel, You know, not just our moods, but just physically, our energy, all of that. So being aware that you might be susceptible is important as um, is having a handle on your hormone imbalance issues before you even decide to conceive. Like this is the ideal, right? Um, so I always recommend to my clients to to really, if they can, to prep for pregnancy at least a few months and even ideally like a year prior to getting pregnant. Um If you're already dealing with irregular cycles or problems with your periods and other hormonal health issues, then give yourself that time to kind of get on top of that because that will set you up for success. That said, if you are pregnant and you're listening to this and you're concerned about postpartum depression, there are still actions that you can take once your baby is born. Um, Going into a pregnancy hormonally healthy without unresolved health issues is ideal, but not absolutely essential for avoiding postpartum depression. And I I want it to be clear because I I want you to know it's not that you have to even have a history of depression. Anyone can be at risk from depression or for depression postpartum. So just I want that to be very clear. So let's talk about how leveraging good functional nutrition basics um, really can give you all the support you need um, to keep you balanced during this huge huge <laughs> transition in your life. Okay, so. Let's talk about the causes of depression of um, of postpartum depression. All right, we talked a little bit about clinical um, postpartum depression. Well, this can be triggered by the rapid hormonal fluctuations after pregnancy. and definitely I'm not I can't um, express this enough. you do need to seek medical support if you are feeling like this because you need that extra help, all right? But let's talk about what's a little more common is the mild depression postpartum. It also needs support. And I think it's important to look at all the functional causes that might make this um, mild postpartum depression worse for you. Um, and I want you to think about ways you can be proactive about avoiding as many of these as possible. Now I came up with a list of seven. I'm sure there are others, but these are some things that I find kind of pop up um, consistently. So these are some things if you can be aware of, then you can really do what it is. Like I said, be proactive and it might be able to help you to avoid um, dealing with postpartum depression. All right. So first of all, um, there is a rapid drop in estrogen in the first few months after your birth, um, which definitely affects your mood, but it also affects your verbal skills and even your socializing habits. So just be aware of that um, and do the things with our, you know, we've talked about so much in this podcast and so many of these episodes, how we can keep our estrogen levels healthy and balanced. And that's key because that that rapid drop in estrogen is really what's going to be one of the main hormones that kind of affects our moods, but so much more too. Also, okay, second, new moms are always coping with sleep deficiency, which also is going to lead to imbalance in your, especially your adrenal glands and your thyroid hormone levels. So think about that, how important it is to get that sleep. Sleep deficiency is one of those things I think we just think comes with the territory, and it probably does. But do everything you can to get efficient sleep. Maybe you're not getting the amount of sleep that you want, but if you can get really good deep restorative sleep, um, do everything you can to support that. Okay, also, third, new moms are often micronutrient deficient right? Making a tiny person really extracts all the nutrients from your body as physically possible, right? It's just crazy, you know? And so you have felt that. I I, I felt like my babies just sucked all the good, you know, which was great as a mom. You want that, but it leaves you depleted, definitely. So if you... Especially if you have ever had a history of dieting or like you're trying to restrict those calories or you're trying to restrict those food groups, then you actually may be already starting your pregnancy state with a deficiency, which then leads to higher levels of deficiency postpartum. So this is not good for the baby or for you. So low levels of micronutrients, which are our vitamins and minerals, um, contribute to low hormone levels too. So it's all very connected. We need to make sure that we're getting those micronutrients as much as we possibly can, just really, really flood your body um, with the food that you're eating, but also with supplementation. Obviously, I'm a big... um, Like I... pro supplementation because I do feel like it's definitely needed. All right. Fourth, um, breastfeeding. Let's talk about that. So prolonged breastfeeding actually keeps estrogen levels low. And like we talked about before, those low estrogen levels can dramatically impact your mood. So stopping breastfeeding can also be a cause and can create um, an additional hormone kind of imbalance and then also mood shifts. Um, So what I always recommend if possible is to transition away from breastfeeding um, slowly, like over two to three months is ideal if you can, just that'll make it less severe. All right. Okay. Fifth, many new moms stop their prenatal supplement routine way too soon. All right. I know they're big giant horse pills and Mixers is working on that and we'll be getting something out to you guys again soon that won't be like that and will actually be enjoyable and can get you all those those nutrients that you need. But- don't stop that prenatal supplement routine too soon because you need those nutrients like we just talked about. Um, You definitely need them like in that fourth trimester. Have you ever heard of that term, the fourth trimester? Um, You definitely need it during that time, but also just continuing. So a lot of the girls that I've worked with, I have actually even recommended like six months to a year after giving birth to continue on with those high... um, high dose, you know, prenatal supplements, right? Okay, six, many women feel that they um, want all of their pregnancies close together, right? Um, I was just actually talking to a friend the other day and she, I actually just had met her, so I didn't know this um, and we are now friends, but she was telling me that she, she had kind of gotten married a little bit older she was in her mid 30s and so she just wanted to have these babies like boom 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 right get it all out of the way and so that she could have you know these siblings close in age and she could capitalize on her fertile years and all of that right which i get totally and and this is a personal decision but i want you to just be aware of what that could be doing to your body all right so if your next pregnancy and birth is is really close to the prior pregnancy or birth, you have to be even more vigilant about nourishing your body and restoring those micronutrient levels and then not focusing on postpartum dieting to lose that baby weight. Don't worry about that. But what instead you need to be really focusing on is prepping your body, um, for another request to 3d print, you know, a a new tiny human again. I mean, this is just a lot. Our bodies go through so much. So really make that a huge focus. Um, all right. Seventh, last one. Um, there are also many environmental factors that can be at play with postpartum depression. Um, like for instance, like a not a, a not very supportive spouse, right? Or um, lack of help, like lack of childcare help. And maybe there's extra financial strain that you might be dealing with. All right. So all of these things can play a part. Birth and a new baby can really trigger anxiety too. Um, I think that anxiety is like really... It's primitive, it's very primal, right? But it can be so much more intense because, you know, we all just really want to do right by our child. So we just put this pressure on ourselves and it can make this time of life just very emotionally charged. All right. And so just be aware of that. Um, It's not always easy to tackle. Um, What can be an isolating experience if you're not surrounded by a supportive community of friends and family who are truly there for you? That's also so important. It's harder to maintain hormonal balance when you're also grappling with a new schedule, but I want you to know that it's not, it's not impossible for sure. Moms for the history of time have been figuring this out and you will too, but it takes awareness of what your body needs to maintain peak um, physical and mental health. And of course, you know, we all desire to be as healthy as we can in order to take care of a new baby. So, this can be a great motivator in making the necessary commitments to that self-care that I keep talking about. All right, it's also important to be aware that clinical and mild postpartum depression doesn't always happen the day you get home from the hospital, right? It can actually happen after 3 months or even later. That's why during that fourth trimester that I just was talking about, it's so important to take care of yourself as much as you are taking care of your baby. If you're breastfeeding, it's even more crucial that you eat well and that you take care of your health for as long as you're breastfeeding and for several months beyond. All right. So, but let's talk about that. Let's talk about what you should eat because this is always where I feel like I love to help out. Um, Okay. So what to eat postpartum to avoid depression um, because you know food is medicine. It's what I love to talk about. Let's talk about it. After birth, I want you to concentrate on eating a diet with high nutrient density, a lot of food and frequently. This is not the time to crash diet or worry about baby weight. It's the time to eat well. And trust me, the pounds will fall away naturally. Depriving yourself will only trigger hormonal imbalance. It's going to put you into fight or flight. And it's actually going to make losing weight so much harder. Um, or it's going to cause so many other health concerns that you just don't need to be dealing with, especially during this time. All right, so let's. I want to give you a little sample of how to eat during your fourth trimester and then obviously beyond, um, especially as you if you are breastfeeding. So you're going to notice that there's lots of snacking <laughs> and lots of small meals throughout the day because the this is an excellent thing to do between nursing, napping, and recovering from labor, which is huge in and of itself, and then obviously that delivery, you just basically ran a marathon, you know, so it's so important that getting those um, nutrients into your body and recovering this way is key. all right, so pause me if you need, go grab a pen and a paper and just write down, I'm going to give you a little, a little sample meal plan. Um, so go ahead and do that. And then, all right, welcome back. (laughs) All right. So let's just talk about, I'm going to go through, you're going to see kind of a schedule, which is ideal, which I, I, I tell women, um, this would be something I would recommend for them to do. Obviously we are all different, so you can totally adapt this. Um, for your needs and for your likes, okay. So, first of all, it's it's a great idea to when you wake up have breakfast within that first hour of waking up. Um, something that I think is so awesome to nourish you and give you the nutrients that you need is to eat some still cut oats and add some black sesame seeds. Okay. Super nutrient dense. Also get those healthy fats. Okay. So get that coconut oil, get some flax in there, sprinkle a little cinnamon and then some high antioxidant goji berries. That is a great breakfast. It's not something that's going to take too long to make and um, it's going to sit nicely in your stomach. You're going to have a great start for your day. Then I want you to have a snack. Okay. This is like also could be called second breakfast. (laughs) All right. So you can have two eggs, maybe scramble them in coconut oil and add a little turmeric to that. That's like that yellow um, spice that is so great for, um, for reducing inflammation. All right. Then it would be time for lunch. Now, healthy fats, omega-3s, all of that is very important um, for our moods, but also just for healing overall. So I recommend eating something like salmon, okay? And maybe adding some quinoa um, and also getting some plant-based protein like lentils. um, And even adding some things like to help restore your gut uh, microbiome like balance add something fermented. So something yummy that could you could add to that salmon quinoa with lentils is a little bit of sauerkraut. Your gut will thank you big time. And again... Our gut health is very much associated with our moods, okay? So then you're going to have another snack, <laughs> avocado. I love doing like a little bit of avocado toast. Like I don't know if you've ever tried black rice bread, but I love it. It's so yummy with a little um, bit of avocado kind of spread on there. Yum. It's great snack full of great you know healthy fats, again, that are going to help you to feel satiated, give you the energy that you need, um, and help to support healing. And mood stabilization. Okay, then dinner. So any type of uh, good protein. Obviously, I want you to be cautious of the type of protein um, or t- any kind of food. Like, make sure that we're sourcing it from good quality, high you know level sources, nice and clean. Okay, so grass fed beef. You know, you know all that. So bison, lamb, beef. You know, any of that stuff with maybe some greens, um, and you could even get a sweet potato baked fry. I love those root vegetables, especially because it's complex carbohydrates Hydrates. It's going to give you the carb um, energy that you're needing. It's also just great, again, for supporting healthy moods. So, so great. Now, guess what? You get another snack. You can have some dates, right? Nice little sweet snack, or some dried figs or something, or even like three squares of dark chocolate. Really high in magnesium, really great for supporting all of your nutritional needs, you know, for that time. And you can even then have another snack if you want. You can, I love. Having girls um, sip on bone broth. Okay, again, you can have like that little bit of like black rice bread. Um, you might need to find that um, like at a health food store. That's not probably going to be at your local grocery store, but it's delicious and so nutritious for you. And um, you know, add a little bit of um, maybe chicken liver pate. I don't know if that's going to sound good to anybody. I didn't think that sounded good till I tried it, and then I was like, oh yeah, actually, it's really good. And Man, the nutrients that are in the liver uh, are so good. You know, I know my, as a kid, I was like, no way. Like the moms that make their kids have to eat liver, I was like, so sorry for you. But as an adult now, I'm like, oh yeah, we are actually missing out when we are not partaking in some of those organ meats, um, especially if we are dealing with, um, depression, anxiety, you know, all of these things that we're talking about today. So, all right, there you go. Lots of snacks, right? Good news, right? Eating this way actually supports each of the areas of health that can be off balance after birth. Okay, so like we talked about, our micronutrient levels and also our gut health, our microbiome, but also so important for our hormone production. All of this type of eating is going to really, really um, support your body to optimally produce the amount of hormones that it needs to be able to function um, at its best. Okay. So the protocol for the postpartum phase really emphasizes all of these nourishment goals because it is all about nourishing yourself. All right. So these are some other little tips also that I want to share. So increasing. So like, if you're not going to follow that food plan, like to the T, that's just to give you kind of an overview of like, it's okay to eat. And when you eat, really fill your plates with, um, good nourishing whole foods. Right. But these are some other things to keep in mind. Okay. What you want to really focus on is Increasing the use of warming or drying spices. You know, like I had mentioned, like cinnamon and turmeric and cayenne and nutmeg. Okay, these are all really, really helpful warming spices and your body will respond beautifully to them. Okay, this is also a time when you probably want to hold off on all the raw vegetables and like cold smoothies and raw juices and raw fruits. Okay. I know those are all super um, nutrient um, dense, but just that coldness, is at least for the first 40 days after your postpartum, just kind of avoid those because it's it's actually not going to benefit you as much as it will at other times or other stages of your life. So you want to just then slowly then re, um, incorporate those types of foods back into your diet after maybe about 40 days. All right. All of these tenets that I am talking about here, they're all sourced in traditional Chinese medicine, which very much emphasizes the importance of restoring yin energy, post-birth, which is our female energy. It's also great for the baby's own digestion because a lot of newborns actually can't tolerate um, even cooked veggies in a mother's milk at first. So it's just really important. You know, We do what we can to support yourself. It's going to also support your baby. There's another book that I want to recommend. It's called The First 40 Days, and it is an excellent resource on postpartum nourishment to enhance your health and also, again, the health of your baby. This um, nourishing food that I've talked about supports every element to provide a strong foundation. And if you have this foundation laid down, it is so much easier to deal with sleep deprivation and your body is much able much better able to handle stress. And your body will also not respond as dramatically to all of your changing, you know, that all of these things are changing in your life. You're gonna just be able to go with the flow so much better because your body is feeling safe, because it's getting all of the nutrients that it needs. Needs, okay. It, it goes a long way. All right. Also the food provides the strength that you need to take on this new challenge, right? It supports, it also supports you um, potentially maybe even preparing for another pregnancy because who knows that happens a lot for a lot of you. Um, I like to call this active recovery. Instead of assuming your body will just spring back or just assuming that once you're physically healed that all of your work is done, know that you have to be active in your post-birth recovery every single day. So don't see it as an additional responsibility. See it just as something you're doing to excel at taking care of your child and taking care of yourself. All right. So the last thing I want to talk about, because I feel like this was something so huge and also something that we don't talk a lot about, is how to find support to avoid postpartum depression. All right. So- I know we've had in the past, we've had a a midwife and a doula. She came on and, and spoke. and it was an amazing episode if you ever are in the if you're in the stage, you definitely want to go and listen to what she had to say because she shared a lot of great information. So she's like known as a labor and delivery doula. And so these have existed. and these are more common. We've heard of that. But there's also, such thing as what's called a postnatal doula as well. So what this um, doula can do, she can check up on you right after the birth, um, but can carry also carry on doing this several times throughout the rest of that first year after giving birth. So if you're able to have doula support, I highly recommend it. Um, It goes way beyond, above and beyond um, the six week postpartum checkup that you just get from your doctor where you may not yet be presenting symptoms of postpartum depression. Because remember, sometimes it doesn't always show up um, right after we give birth. Um, So with doulas, what they can do is they can take the time to see you in your home environment, which I feel like is so important. They can spend time with you and they can listen to you, um, but they can also do things, you guys which is awesome. They can cook for you and they can care for you and they can care for your baby, right? Because they they understand, they're trained in all of this. They understand how vital it is that a new mom is healthy and happy. So I know that this that may seem like a luxury to have a um, postpartum doula, but it's actually not that expensive as I was looking into it. And many doulas now work on a sliding scale too. So, and also just, you know, I just, something fun to know is that in most European countries, it's totally the norm. It's totally the norm to have a doula that comes and visits you um, for the first year after you've given birth. So there you go. So whether you can hire a postpartum doula or not, I, I just wanted to throw that out there. It's just important To find somebody to reach out to, to have somebody there to help you. So whether it's your mom or your sister, your best friend, or your spouse, or whoever, the better your support circle is, the better it you will be that you get through this. Um, You're going to be able to come out of this so much stronger. We need to not be embarrassed to ask for help. We need to know that it's not weakness to know that we need care, that we need need help with when it comes to care of the child and care of our bodies. Um, I put a poll out on my Instagram last week asking if any of you had experienced postpartum depression. And I also wanted to see if you guys had any advice that you wanted to share because I knew that this episode was going to be coming up. And I was amazed at the number of you that said yes, that you have experienced postpartum depression. And at, has happened with each and every one of your pregnancies. And I wondered how many of you had people around you who were aware that you were actually going through all of this. And I wonder if they were able to give you the support that you needed. I just, uh, as I was reading through, you know, these, you, you don't have a lot of room to share all of your stories, but you, a couple of you were sending them in like three or four little um, story boxes. So I was getting just a gist of the things that you've dealt with. And I just, my heart was going out for you. And just realizing that there's there's thousands of you that are, are going through this right now or have just got, gone through this recently. Um, and so just if you're listening to this, just know you're not alone. This is something that is very common. In fact, I was having a conversation with my own sister just recently, and she actually opened up to me and said that she dealt with postpartum depression after her pregnancies. And I had no idea. I, I felt terrible that she had been going through, she has three children and I had no idea. She just looked like she was a little miss happy. She's a little ray of sunshine, by the way. So, you know, and so you just, she doesn't. Always, you know, you just would never think that she would have dealt with that, um, and so she said that she didn't let anyone know she was struggling because she felt like that meant that she was a bad mom, um, that she just didn't have those motherly instincts. And you know, I will just say, you couldn't find a better mom than my sister. She's amazing. Um, so I just don't want that to be the situation that's happening for any of you girls because it just breaks my heart. It broke my heart for my sister. It's been breaking my heart as I've been reading some of. Your stories that you've been um, so kindly sharing with me. So I just want you to know like, as a community, I want us to step it up. I want us to be there for each other. I want us to not just be aware, but also just to be ultra like um, aware, and then actually know how to take action to help ourselves, but help each other as we're going through some of these tough times. Um, also, I just wanted to say your advice. You guys all had really great advice. Um, I thought about reading and going through all the advice, but um, I just will say that mostly it focused on the things that we've talked about in this episode, and it really guided as I was um, thinking about what to talk about today. Um, you know, a lot of the things that you guys were sharing were things like the importance of self-care. That was like probably 98% of you were saying that how important it is, um, to get enough sleep and that just getting that, having that lack of sleep can be such a trigger. It could be the trigger that causes that depression, right? We all know we need that sleep. It's so important. But you guys talked about how important it is to nourish yourself, not just with the food, but just with, um... You know things that uh, connect to self. Um, so getting outside, getting in nature, um, expressing yourself creati- creatively, um, being social—these are all things that you girls were recommending helped you to be able to get through your time of postpartum depression. Um, but most importantly, it was important that you—they f- all said it's important to find support around you. And I will just add, like, I just feel like also it's just really important to give ourselves like grace. Like it's just a huge transitional time in life. And I feel like, um, especially with this world of social media, there's a lot of comparison. And I feel like we, um, we think we should be just like, Popping up out of that, you know, (laughs) that delivery bed and just like, boom, here's this beautiful baby. And look at me, I'm fitting in my jeans and everything is just happy and we're just great. And I just think that's not realistic for us and kind of sad. Like it's a time where we really should allow ourselves just patience and allow things to move slower because that time, I'm just going to tell you, as an old mama, my kids are old and grown and all of that. And I think, man, those those times of life right after, you know, just where you're just getting to know each other are precious. And I I just think we don't need to rush through that. And I think just that alone can really help us to be able to keep our moods and keep ourselves feeling strong and healthy and energetic and all of that. So anyways, you girls are the best. Thank you so much for your participation in today's episode. I hope you all learned something new today and I hope that you will share this episode and what you've learned with the girls in your life because sharing is caring, right? So thank you so much for tuning in. I look forward to meeting back here again next Tuesday. Until then, have a very happy and healthy week filled with lots of self-care. All right, love you all. Talk soon. Bye.